Uh, tonight, we're going to kick off this series with a message called uh, I Am Created. This is uh, something that's foundational to uh, discovering who you were made to be. And, and I really do think that uh, when you talk about, men, who I, when you answer the question, who am I, uh, that uh, finding that answer is really about uh, discovery more than development. And what I mean is this. Uh, sometimes we think, uh, well, I have to make something of myself. And there's certainly a, uh, an element of developing who you are. Uh, but if you, if you develop who you are before you, you discover who you were made to be, uh, it often leads to some, uh, some pretty uh, uh, weird places. And so uh, in the next few weeks, we'll be looking at discovering who you were made uh, to be. And we're going to start with sort of a basic uh, a basic look at, at who we were made to be. Now, um, having to answer the question, who am I, it's critical. And uh, there are really few, few things that are more relevant, like for you to know. Uh, and, and here's why. Are you guys ready? Uh, it's because uh, you are with you wherever you go, right? <laughs> Can I say it again? You are with you wherever you go. So, so think about it, right? If you're in a completely uh, um, foreign uh, space, right? You don't know anybody. You, you don't know the culture. Uh, you don't know what's coming. You don't know how to solve a circumstance. At least you know who you are, right? Uh, and and here's, here's why it's important, right? If you know your strengths, uh, you'll know, um, man, how to solve uh, the problems that you face. If you know your weaknesses, you'll, you'll know when to ask for help, right? If, if, if you know your value, it'll keep you from being taken advantage of. If you, if you know your purpose, it'll keep you from wasting an opportunity. Knowing who you are, it really sets you up for success in, in the most uncertain circumstances. And, and it becomes really foundational uh, for our lives as Christians. When we know who we are in Christ, uh, it, it gives us um, a foundation to walk with him, to live with him, to bear fruit in every area uh, of our lives. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you kind of get what I'm getting at. But when you ask the question, who am I, how do you actually begin to answer that question. And I was thinking about this question, who am I? Uh, I was looking at a, a print uh, of a painting that's hanging on my office wall. How many of you guys have seen the, the painting I'm talking about? It's, it's a weird one, right? Like, why is that on his wall? And I was staring at this painting, and the first time that I stared at this painting, I was at the Seattle Art Museum looking at the original. And I'm looking at this painting, trying to figure it out, and I'm wondering uh, to myself, uh, what is this painting trying to say? Like, what is the point of this painting? It's a weird painting. I'm like, what is the point of this painting. And I'm like, does it have anything valuable to say to my life? It, 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 does this painting matter at all to me? And, and as I'm looking at the painting for the first time, uh, I'm thinking, is this painting worth anything? Like, who, who made this painting? Like, is it valuable? Is this a classic or not? Like, I'm not an, uh, uh, I wasn't an art major in college. I didn't know much about art. So I'm like, is, is this a good painting? I, I don't know, right? Like, you guys ever have that moment where you're like, could be, maybe. And so I'm like looking at it. And, and as, if, as if he knew the question that I was asked, the questions that I was asking, uh, the museum docent, you know, the guy who stands in the corner quietly and is like, uh, no photographs, that guy. Uh, he, he goes, it's a Gainsborough. And I'm like, oh, right? And, uh, and he, it's like he intuitively knew the question that I was asking. And, and it's like he intuitively knew that the answer was tied to the artist. And, and what I mean is this. We, we evaluate uh, the worth, and we, we understand the purpose of a painting in, in, in terms of the context of the creator, the context of the painter. And, and, and so uh, men, you, you, when, you, when you know, men, the painter is uh, um, Thomas Gainsborough, you, you know that he's someone, right? Uh, I didn't, but, uh, but the guy assumed I did, right? And, and here's, here's the point. Uh, it's the same with people. Uh, when you know who, who made 
the person, when you know to whom the person belongs, you begin to understand something of their value, their worth, and their purpose. That's really what identity is tied to. It's tied to our maker. And, and this is sort of the, the idea that's, that, that kind of runs through the Bible when we ask the question, who am I? This is how God uh, clues us in uh, to, uh, to what we're worth, what, how he values us, uh, what we were made to do, uh, how we should understand, man, our, our brokenness. Man, this, this is how God helps us understand who we are. It's by looking at him. In fact, in the very beginning, he, he sort of lays this foundation. And, and you see in Genesis uh, chapter 1, this is a, maybe a familiar verse to some of you. It says uh, that, that God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. And, and, and essentially uh, what, uh, what this verse is, is pointing to is in the very beginning, uh, God made you on purpose, and with a purpose, he made you intentionally. It's, it's personal, right? Like he, he makes you in his, his image. There's a, um, there's a, a sculptor, a Colombian sculptor, uh, uh, Botero. <laughs> he, uh, he's, he makes weird sculpt, sculptures. But he, he said that uh, 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 for an artist, the sketch is everything. Uh, when you look at the sketch, you, you, you understand who the artist is. And the same is true when you look at people. You begin to see something of the imprint uh, of God. God made you to reflect his character. And, and so, man, at, the, at the, very, uh, the very beginning, when you ask the question, who am I? Man, the Christian response is, uh, I am created. I am a creature. Everybody say creature. Creature. We're, we're created. We're creatures. We're, we're not maybe uh, creatures from the Black Lagoon, right? Like, uh, we're, we're creatures made uh, valuable and in the, the image uh, of God. And, and here's, uh, here's um, why I wanted to start here. Uh, this is foundational, it's basic, and it's true of every person whether they believe they were created or not. Uh, God uh, made them and he made them with a purpose. And, and men, when we begin to recognize that we're created and that we have a creator, it changes how we think about the world, how we think about ourselves, and, and how we respond. And, and, uh, and, and there, are, uh, there are four things that Man, really help us to, to begin to, to wrap our, our brains around who God made us to be when we, we understand that, man, I am created. And so I want to look at those four things tonight. There's probably more than four, but these are four that I thought were important for us uh, as uh, a ministry. And so uh, the first one is this. When I understand that I'm created, I know uh, that my value is God-made, not man-made. My value is God-made, not man-made. And, and what I mean is this. There, uh, there's this this lie that, that we uh, are told in our culture uh, through, man, uh, through the media, uh, man, in uh, the university, uh, maybe in, in our family life, there's this lie that we're told uh, that you are your last performance, uh, that you, you are your performance. And, and, and so, man, when you, uh, you lose a game, right, uh, or you lose a championship, Warriors, Raptors are playing right now. Thank you for skipping. Uh, <laughs> right? Uh, you, are, uh, you, you are tempted to say, I am a loser, right? Uh, or, man, when, uh, when you flunk out of school, you may be tempted to think, man, I'm a failure. I'm not smart. Uh, I'm a cheater, right? Like, and we begin to define ourselves by our performance. And, and it happens on the other end too, right? Like when we we're successful at uh, what we do, we begin to say, I am better than them, right? Or uh, I, I am 
something. Or uh, you, you might have people in your life who, who judge you and evaluate you and tell you who you are based on your performance, right? Uh, maybe uh, you've had somebody say to you something like, uh, when are you going to make something of your life? You ever heard somebody say that? Or when are you going to quit fooling around with that thing, right? Like uh, this is oftentimes what, uh, what artists and musicians hear. When are you going to get a real job, right? It, it actually, you know, uh, they say uh, to, to youth pastors, uh, junior high through college, right? Hey, when are you going to be a real pastor? You, you ever, <laughs> that's, that's rough, but it's true, right? Like we're, uh, we're evaluated based on our performance. But, uh, but um, when we understand that I'm created uh, by by God, uh, we, we, st- we stop defining our, ourselves, we stop making ourselves uh, um, uh, by our performance. In fact, uh, this is what the Bible says about uh, God making people. This is David talking about God making him in Psalm 139. It says, for you created my inmost being. So from the inside out, uh, you, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, the, that's a pretty bold statement, right? And he says, your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. So he says, you made me from the very beginning. You knit me together. You made me on purpose. You made me wonderfully. You made me fearfully. And, 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 then, uh, and then it says this. This is so interesting. It says, uh, your eyes saw my unformed body. In other words, before anybody knew what I was going to be, look like, do succeed at, you saw me, and then it says this, uh, and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. In other words, hey, uh, you, you knew how it was all going to turn out, and you still made me, right? Like you made me on purpose, you made me with a purpose, and, and you made me wonderfully. Man, it's, it runs contrary to so much of, of where we form our identity. We, we so often form our identity in, in our purpose, and what we make instead of what God has made. But there's this, this, this second lie that we often believe that, uh, that you only matter if you are productive, right? You only matter if you, you're contributing something. And, and this is just simply not uh, the case. And, and the, there's a, uh, a woman, her name is uh, Johnny Erickson Tata. Uh, I know we got some some fans here, uh, that she, uh, she founded the organization, organization Johnny and Friends who uh, help uh, uh, folks with special needs um, and develop skills and, and just care for those, those people. But uh, when she was a young girl, uh, she uh, um, dove into a pool and misjudged how shallow it was. What was it? A lake, uh, a body of water, and uh, uh, broke her neck. Uh, and was um, a, a paraplegic for, for the rest of her life. Uh, went through incredible pain, incredible suffering, uh, unable to care for herself really uh, in, in any regard. And at that point, uh, many people, uh, they simply give up, right? Like, what, what can I contribute to the world? Uh, but uh, as a believer, uh, she, she had this foundation, right? I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I matter to God beyond my performance. My, my days are, are ordained, were ordained before I was even born. You see how that transforms how you think about yourself? Like, what would you do if you, if you couldn't move your arms anymore, right? Would you feel worthless, or would you feel valued? And when we understand that I'm created, and I'm created by a God that loves me and cared about me and personally thought about who I was going to be, it changes how we face 
the world. Now, uh, she's, she's a pretty uh, inspiring story. She, she's, uh, man, transformed the lives of so many people and so many families. Um, and uh, and uh, she, uh, not only has she transformed lives, but, man, she's written, like, f- uh, I think it's like 400 books, <laughs> Some, something crazy. Uh, I think I wrote it down. A lot of books. <laughs> and uh, 40 books, not 400. That's a lot. She's a, she's a radio host. Uh, and she, she, paint, she, she uh, couldn't work, right? So she started painting. She put a paintbrush in her mouth. Can you imagine? Like, that's crazy. That's amazing. Like, uh, stronger lips than a trumpet player. She's just painting away. And she sold them. That's how she made a living. And, and she's made a, a huge impact on the world. But, but it all started by understanding that, that my values determine not by my performance, uh, not by my productivity, but by who God says I am. And when we start there, it actually makes us more productive people. And, uh, and, and I think that one of the reasons she understood this is, is uh, a verse that we see in, in Isaiah 64a. It says, uh, yet the Lord, you are our father. Uh, it says, yet the Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are all the work of your hands. And so there's this, this image of, of God taking, uh, taking clay and forming it into a vessel. And, uh, and if you think about your life in this way, uh, man, you'll understand your value uh, beyond your, your production or your pr- productivity. Because uh, what this verse says to me is this, uh, we, we're not projects, we're vessels. I think a lot of the times we think, I gotta work on myself. I gotta fix myself. I gotta be a better, more impressive person. I, ha- I have to accomplish more so that, so that people will say, man, well done, good and faithful person, right? Like, <laughs> and, and we look for approval from people and, and our performance. And, and, and what God says is, is no, 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 no. Like, I, I don't need you uh, to, to work on yourself. I need you to uh, allow me to form you and fill you so that you can be a blessing to others. Do you, do you see the difference? Uh, in, one, in one way of thinking, it says, I am valuable because, man, I, I have been given this, this capacity to receive from the Lord and bless others. Uh, the other says, uh, I need to make my, something of myself so that I can be praised. And, and we have to understand that, that we can't make our value, that others can't make our value. God makes our value. Now, uh, here's the, the second thing. When, when, I understand, when I understand that I'm created, I know that my creator has provided for me. I know that my creator has provided for me. Now, this was sort of a, a, a weird point, but I thought it was important to include. Um, and I included this point because uh, oftentimes uh, in our day and age, we, f- we determine who we are based on how we feel. Uh, and what I mean is, is this. Uh, if we feel like we're successful, uh, um, we, we'll say, I'm a success. Uh, and then, then if we feel like we're afraid, right, we say, I am afraid, then, then we feel like we have to work harder and harder and, and harder. And, and, and we begin to uh, define our lives uh, by, man, how, uh, how good we feel about ourselves, how, how comfortable we feel in our situations. Uh, we, uh, we, we can almost think of nothing else when we feel uh, proud or afraid. Uh, but, um, but God says, no, 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 uh, you don't provide for you, I provide for you. Uh, you uh, we, we sort of are, are a culture that uh, um, it takes pride in our uh, self-sufficiency, right? 
I'm an independent person, right? I, I, pay, I pay my own bills. I don't need to live with anybody. And, and, and yet, uh, this is not the mentality of Scripture. It says in Acts 17, verse 25, it says, And God is not served by human hands as if he needs anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. In other words, uh, God has given you everything. That's a pretty, like, offensive statement, right? Like, I earned that. What are you talking about? Like, God didn't give me, I, I worked hard for my money, but it says, no, 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 God has given you everything. It says this, from one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And, and this, I, I want you to pay attention to this. It says, and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. Uh, God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. Now, He's saying, God, God gave you everything. Uh, now, when you hear that, your first reaction is probably, well, I don't have everything I need, right? You guys ever, you feel that way? Like, well, he didn't give me everything when I was fill in the blank, or he didn't give me everything when so-and-so was fill in the blank, right? Uh, or, or what about those people in the third world who don't have clean drinking water? What about them, right? And, and here's, uh, here's why this, this line uh, he marked out their appointed times in history and their boundaries of their land. Uh, that sometimes uh, God limits us. He puts boundaries on what we receive and get uh, so that we'll look up, right? So that we'll reach out to him. Do you see the relationship? It's uh, uh, creator and creator and created. You, you see how that works? Uh, that when, when you don't have enough, that you would look up that you would recognize your place, that you would come humbly before God and say, I need your provision. Man, God has provided what you, you need, uh, but he's also, man, uh, uh, put boundaries around us so that uh, we could recognize, man, our need to look up, not out into the world. And uh, um, you see, uh, God doesn't, he doesn't want you to be afraid. Uh, he, he wants you to depend on him. Uh, he, he doesn't want you to, to be defined by, man, how you feel, right? And, and, and here's, I, I, I'm not sure I explained this well, but, but uh, we define our lives and we start to identify with, um, with feelings so often, right? Like uh, all we can think about is how depressed we are. Uh, all we can think about is the anxiety that we feel all the time, right? All that, all, all that we can think about is uh, that, that thing that we want and we can't stop thinking about. And, and our feelings begin to consume all of our thoughts and all of our time and, and all of our attention because uh, if we just had that, then we would feel differently, right? And, and this is, this is uh, man, where, uh, man, understanding that I'm created and that I'm dependent on God changes how we see ourselves and we see others. And God doesn't want you to be afraid or anxious about what you don't have. He wants you to look to him as a created being. It begins to change, man, how you live and how you feel. And, uh, um, and, and here's a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move to the next, next point in just, just a moment, but um, there are plenty of people who don't have what they need, right? Like you, you've seen this. And so it, it's like uh, you, you read verses like this, God's given every, everyone everything that they need. And you're like, yeah, like I don't, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like he has. I mean, for example, you, you have uh, uh, the, the global hunger crisis. Do you know that uh, one in nine, uh, um, the World Health Organization has, has said that one in nine uh, people uh, suffer from mal malnutrition, which is like, 
an astonishing stat that ends up being like 800 million people or something like that. Like that's crazy, right? Uh, now, now here's, uh, well, and I think about this, right? So uh, kids under five, uh, almost half of the, the deaths of kids under five are because of uh, food shortages. Can you, like, that's like a real need. And, and the Bible teaches that uh, one of the needs that God provides is, is food, right? Like having enough to eat. And so, so we you say, what the heck, God? Like it says that you provide, but you're not really providing. Can I really trust you to provide for my needs if you won't provide them food? But uh, man, the World, World Health Organization also highlights this stat. It says that uh, annually we throw away, do you know how much we throw away? Uh, it, that's an even higher number than I read. Uh, one third was the stat I got, but a 40% to one third to 40% of the world's food, <clears throat> excuse me, of the world's food, which uh, if um, a ninth of the world doesn't have enough to eat and we're throwing away, th- do you guys see how the math works? We have three times what we need to feed the people who don't have enough. Uh, I'm not a math major, but, right? Like, we have enough food. In other words, uh, the, the, the issue isn't God's provision. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a provision problem. It's a selfishness problem, right? It's not a provision problem. It's a system problem. It's, it's not a provision problem. It's a stewardship issue. We're not, we're not uh, actually receiving what God has given us as vessels and, and blessing those who are in need. And, and this is why understanding that I'm created is so important. Uh, and this is the third thing. Because when I understand that I'm created, uh, I, I begin to understand that I'm accountable because I have free agency. Uh, I'm accountable because I have free agency. Now, uh, I use the word free agency, uh, and it simply means uh, that, that I have the power uh, to act and choose um, what I do, uh, that, that I have uh, the power to, uh, to use what I've been given uh, for good or for evil, uh, to use my time however I want, uh, to, to use it uh, productively or destructively, uh, and that as a created being who's made by God with a purpose, uh, I am accountable to him for how I choose to live my life. Uh, and, and so, so when we, we talk about this uh, global food uh, uh, crisis, and, and we recognize that it's not a provision problem, but, but really uh, it, it's uh, a sin problem, uh, it, we begin to ask ourselves this question, uh, am I doing right in the world? And there's this, this verse uh, in, in Proverbs 14, 31, it says, uh, those who oppress the poor insult their, who? Their maker, uh, but helping the poor honors them. In, in other words, in other words, uh, God has given us resources to be to resource others. Right? He blesses us so that we can bless others. Uh, and, and when uh, when we bless others, when we do good to our neighbor, when we love our neighbor as ourselves, right? That's like Jesus one hundred and one. Uh, when we do these things, it it honors. Our maker, as created beings, we were designed with this purpose to, uh, to live in community, uh, to honor God, to, to love one another. And, and when people are in, in need and uh, our lack of attention or, or, or our selfishness or, uh, or corrupt leadership uh, leads people to poverty that, that leads to immense sickness and death, it, it's an insult to the creator. And, and do you know that... Uh, in our world, in our world today, so so many uh, of of our our issues, man, could be resolved if we just acknowledge that that we are created and accountable to God. 
Like, uh, do, do you think that, uh, man, people with power would, would second guess, man, how they act if they thought that someone was ultimately going to judge them, right? Like, if ultimately someone was going to say, uh, hey, there's going to be a penalty for, man, uh, the, the evil that you've done. Like, I, it, would be a, it would be a game changer. Uh, and, and this is where identity is so, so valuable. And this is what Romans uh, 14.10, it says. It says, you then, why do you judge your brother or sister, or why do you treat them with contempt? For we, all, for we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, and every tongue will acknowledge God. So then, each of us will give an account of, of who? who? Who is it? Ourselves to God? So, so I'm not accounting for Josiah, right? Like, uh, I'm not accounting for Dion. I'm accounting for Ben, that, that, that ultimately uh, God, God is the judge and we are uh, his creation. Uh, and, and so, man, on two levels, right? Uh, one, I mean, we, we begin to recognize that, that our individual choices from day to day, really they do matter, which is cool, right? Like that you have the power to do something good uh, is, is a cool thing. Uh, but, but also on, on the other end, right, that, that uh, man, when people do wrong, that God will hold them accountable. Like that's really good news, right? To know that, uh, that things won't always be this way. Is that good news? That's good news, right? Like I think it's pretty cool. And, uh, but man, uh, man, a huge part of understanding that is understanding I'm created. Like I, I'm, I'm not, man, I'm not judge, jury, and executioner. Man, I'm responsible to do what I can where I'm at when, when I meet people in need. I mean, how, but just ask you this question. How often, how often do you think uh, of your brother or sister in need? Like just, let, let's just, just be honest with yourself. You don't have to say it out loud, right? But just, just think about it, right? Like, I mean, uh, how often uh, do you see somebody who, who's hurting and, and think, ah, I don't know. Uh, that seems like that's pretty inconvenient, right? Uh, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, I, I, I asked this question uh, not to point the finger at you, but because, man, I, in, in my life uh, over the past few months, um, man, I've been realizing that I, I'm really afraid to have my life disrupted. Uh, I, I'm pretty afraid to, uh, um, to, to step in and, and meet needs uh, because, man, I, it, it, it always costs us. But do, do you see where that leads us back, right? I, I don't think that I, I'm going to have enough. Like, do, do I believe that, I mean, as God's cr- creation, that, that he will pro- provide for my needs? Like, am I looking to him for enough? Like, it, and, and you see, it, it all works together. We begin to understand, man, God made us. He values us beyond our production, uh, beyond, beyond our last performance, uh, and, and that he desires to provide for us. Man, it, it empowers us to um, and be vessels that pour out into the lives of others. And yet, so often, I don't. And we don't. And, and here's, uh, here's the issue that I'd like to, to end with. And, um, and hopefully I can uh, make it in a, a fun way. Uh, but uh, um, the reality is, is that, man, our world is broken because we as people are broken. Man, that our sin, man, our sin, uh, it, it, uh, it leads us away from God's design for our lives. It leads us away from the place where we're under, understanding, man, who God made me 
uh, to be, that sin breaks, man, relationships, man, it, it breaks our desire to be generous, it, it, it breaks our, our willingness to love people who uh, the world would call uh, unlovable, and, and, and there's this, this, uh, this tendency in us to say, well, I know I'm broken, but, but I think I can fix it. You guys, you ever, so like, for example, uh, you, uh, uh, you have a, a, a relationship and it ends, it ends bad, right? Like, and, and you really screwed it up. And you think to yourself, uh, well, man, I messed this one up, but I, I'll do better next time, right? Like, that's, like, that's, uh, I'll do better next time. That's like our go-to line, right? Or uh, we, um, man, we snap uh, at a coworker and we're like, oh, man, like, I'm kind of an angry, bitter person, but I'll do better next time, right? Like, you guys, are you with me? Right. Yeah, or, uh, do you have to want more? Right. We we uh, we we tell a lie so we don't so that we can spare someone's feelings and we're, feelings and we're like, oh man, I'm a liar, <laughs> but I'll do better next time, right? Like and, and and yet like we continue to struggle, we continue we, and we, we 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 come back again and we try and fix ourselves, uh, and and here's the deal, uh, man. Uh, there are some things that that you and I can't fix because we're not the maker, right? We, we, didn't, we didn't make it. It's like uh, I, there, I, I really uh, just am not a good uh, automobile repairman, right? Like I, I've never made a car, so I don't really know how to fix it. I can YouTube it, but that only works about half the time. So, so man, oftentimes I, you just got to take it to the dealer, right? They've got the parts. Uh, they've got the power drills and stuff, <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> that's how it works, I think, but, uh, but I just, I can't fix it, and, uh, and, and Christianity, man, at, at, from the very beginning, there's this understanding that, man, we're created uh, by God, and, and, and we, uh, we, we've broken something that he made, uh, and, and that, that we need a Savior, and, and here's your last point, when I, when I understand that I'm created, I know um, that I need a maker to make me new. I need a maker to make me new. Uh, now, uh, there's this, uh, um, this promise from God. He gives uh, Adam and Eve in the garden, right? He said, creating a male and female, uh, that, whole, that whole bit. And uh, he said, hey, live in the garden. And he gives them this great purpose, right? Their purpose is to, um, to basically uh, be stewards of the earth, to, uh, uh, to su- subdue the earth. And it says, be fruitful and multiply. In other words, you guys know what he means? He's be fruitful. So make, I-, I want you to join me in the creative work of making people, right? Like I made you, like make some people, get, get, get to work, right? And they do. But uh, so he gives them this, this, this great purpose, man, to, to, to join them in the creative works. He says, I want you to create not destroy, just don't do this, it'll kill you. In other words, hey, uh, create life, don't kill. The only thing that's gonna kill is eating from this tree, right? So you guys, you guys with me? And so he said, hey, I've made you in my image, just don't do this, this is destructive. It's destructive to my relationship with you and, and it's destructive to your life. And, and, uh, and so the serpent shows up, right? You guys know the story, he's like, hey, if you eat from this tree, then you, you won't really die. You guys, are you familiar? They probably, so you won't really die. And then uh, I, this, this story has so many layers to it, but I, I'd never noticed this before, that uh, the, first, the first lie in human history is really an identity issue. Uh, he, he says, 
Okay, keep in mind, uh, God says uh, that I've made you in my image, in my likeness, right? And, and the serpent says, hey, if you eat from this tree, it, you, you won't die. You will be like God. Did you catch that? You will be like God. In other words, uh, what he's saying to Adam is he's saying, uh, Adam and Eve is saying, you as you are now are not enough. How God made you and who God made you to be is not enough. You, you need to be more. If you do this, then you'll be more like him. And yet uh, the creator said, I, I made you intentionally. I made you personally. I made you with a, a godly purpose. I, I've given you this agency to create, not destroy. And, and, and the serpent says, hey, what God made isn't enough. What, what God produced isn't enough. If you really want to be something, if you really want to be like him, right? Eat from this tree. And you guys know, right, they eat it. That's, I acted it out. I don't know why I acted it out. But, <laughs> uh, but, but here's, here's the deal. Man, they do. Uh, they, physically, they don't die right away. But, but uh, immediately their relationship with God is broken. Uh, and they're sent out of the garden. And the further away they get from the garden and the further away they get from their maker, their creator, uh, the more they break. You know, their first two kids that be fruitful and multiply, that whole thing. Do you know they kill each other? Or one of them kills the other? I guess they... <laughs> one of them kills the other, right? Like, it, it, that's like the opposite of what they were made to do, right? That, that the further we get from God, the more breaks. You guys ever find that to be true? That, uh, that, that you, you think you've got a good plan for your life. You think that you know how to make it work, right? That's what uh, being like God is, to say, hey, my plan's better than his. I, I get to decide what I do with my life. And the more that we try and, and take control and be independent uh, to, uh, to, uh, to reject the idea that, man, we're created and accountable to God and, and, and live our own way, uh, the, 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 the more we experience death in our relationships and, and, and our generosity and, and in the peace that we carry in our spirits and the joy that we feel, it just, it just seems to like shrivel up. And and, uh, and we find that uh, doing all of the right things doesn't really seem to refill the cup, right? Because uh, vessels aren't a source, uh, but our Heavenly Father is. And, and, and uh, man, if you, if you want to be made alive uh, where you're dead, man, you, you, can't, you can't shock yourself back, right? And, and so... Man, understanding that I'm created and that I need a, ma a maker to make me new is so important and it's so central to the, the, the gospel, the good news of Jesus, because uh, uh, God sends his son Jesus to make us new, uh, to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves, right? Like the thing that's broken in me gets, gets restored in his presence in relationship with him. Are you, are you guys with me? And, and this, this is, I just share this last scripture with you and then we'll sing one more time. But this is what uh, Paul says happens when God sends his son Jesus. It says in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, uh, that when Jesus died and rose from the dead, uh, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Uh, the old life is gone and the new life has begun. And, and all this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Uh, in other words, 
uh, men in Christ, in relationship with Christ, uh, we find ourselves uh, at the giver, uh, in the presence of the giver of life. And the things that feel dead and lifeless in our life uh, begin to uh, become transformed as we walk with him. Uh, now, next week we're going to unpack uh, this idea of what it means to be in Christ. But uh, as, we, as we wrap up tonight, I'd just like to uh, remi- remind you that, uh, man, when we, we begin to understand ourselves as created beings, uh, we, we, we ultimately have two choices. I mean, we can acknowledge in humility and gratitude our creator who made us and has given us good things. Uh, or or we, can, uh, we can run from him and, and say, I can do more with what you gave me than, than you can do. And, uh, and I wonder, uh, man, if uh, um, there aren't uh, some people in this room uh, who uh, have... Uh, refuse to acknowledge their creator in the way that they live their life. I mean, where are you? Like, do, do you appreciate, man, the people that God has put in your life? Do you, do you appreciate the things that God has, has provided you with? And, and do you appreciate them with the humility that says, uh, I, I didn't produce these for myself. Man, I'm just a, a, a vessel. I, I just, I'm receiving these things from you. Uh, and my, my hope is that, man, where I work and where I go to school and, and in my family, that, that I would just be able to, to take these things, to use them well, to bless the people in my life. Like, is, 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 that, is that you? Uh, or or are, you, uh, are you living afraid because you think that he's not going to provide? Uh, are you living uh, afraid because you don't think that your last performance is enough? Because what we see is that, man, our value uh, comes from who he says that we are, the fact that he made us knowing, uh, man, the end result of our life. And, and uh, man, that becomes so foundational for us moving forward. Uh, um, and what would it look like, right, if we, we knew in every conversation and every struggle and every challenge that we really matter to God? Like, would that change how you felt? And would it change how you thought? Uh, would it change, man, how you responded? It, what, what would change if you, if you knew that God would provide for what you needed in every situation? Would it enable you to be generous? Would it, would it make you more loving? Would it make you less afraid and anxious? Probably. Man, this is what happens when we begin to find our identity in who God says we are. Now, um, wouldn't it be cool if we all uh, man, had this in mind man, as we went about our week? I mean, I think it would change so much um, and how we love and care for people. Uh, uh, let me pray for you, and then we'll, we'll sing one more time. Uh, Father God, thank you so much uh, that, man, you made us, uh, that you made us with a purpose. Uh, and, and I want to pray for the people in this room uh, who uh, have come carrying baggage, uh, who, who've come feeling like, man, they don't matter because of what people have said about them or uh, uh, because of, man, how they've, um, how they've missed in a particular area of their life. God, I pray that they would be reminded that, that you made them on purpose and with a purpose. God, that you, uh, uh, man, you have a desire to provide for their needs. Uh, and, and man, that you've given them the agency to do good in the lives of others. God, I pray that, um, man, you would help us to, to walk with confidence knowing that, man, you created us um, and you value us. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.